Welcome in to the Lemon Pepper Parlay Club. That's right, Rob Parker and TJ Hushmanzada. TJ, what's happening, man? This is going to be some fun stuff, me and you. Man, we about to take over, man. It's about to be real fun. If they knew better, they would do better, and we're going to have everybody listening to us. No doubt about it. As you know, TJ, of course, played for the Bengals, the Seahawks, the Ravens, the Raiders. I mean, if anybody knows about NFL football, it's TJ because he was out there. He knows football inside and out. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting some knowledge from you on football. And uh, as, it, as, as for me, I've just been that football writer or writer for a newspaper going back to 1986. And even before that, TJ, I was a huge football fan, so much so that when I was in high school, I would not work at my job at the mall <laughs> selling shoes at the Stride Right shoe store at Queen Center Mall in New York, not on Sundays, not during football season. And my boss, Shelly Zimmerman, I used to say, I'll work any Sunday for you except during football season. That's how much I was into football. Well, let's go back to what you started earlier. I, don't sell yourself short. We're going to learn from each other and probably a lot more of me learning from you. So I, I'll get that out of the way now. Uh, you, for me, it's completely different. Growing up, I didn't play a ton of football. And, and so I enjoyed every sport, but it wasn't necessary for me to uh, have my Sundays free, so to speak, or I wasn't going outside or I, it wasn't like that for me. My love for football came when I got to college. And once I got to college and I, and I realized that I was pretty good, that's when my love for football, watch every game, it didn't matter who was playing, college, professional, um, but strictly once I got to the NFL, once I retired from the NFL, it was football, football, football. Every, every game that's on TV, I watch it. Yeah, I, I, I was always in from the very beginning as a kid. I loved all the sports. Obviously, you grew up in New York. There's two football teams. I wound up uh, falling in love with the Jets. I was a Jets fan as a kid. And uh, so much so that I went to church every Sunday, and I would say to my mom, I, I got to be there for the <laughs> 1 o'clock kickoff. Go. I got to go. Can you let me, during football season, let me leave early enough so I could walk home? The church was close enough to walk home and get there for the kickoff. And my mom used to say, she would look at me, I'm sitting in the back row, and she would go, okay, you could go. And, and, I, and I would leave, and she allowed me to do that. So my mom was instrumental in me, making sure I got my football fill and uh, my love for it. And then, of course, I uh, covered the Lions almost every game for 20 years, writing for both Detroit papers. Um, and so I, I went to all the games, and saw a lot of bad Lions football for about 20 years. Well, it's no coincidence. That's why you're in the position you're in. Like like uh, Kevin Durant said, your mom was the real MVP. That's right. <laughs> Let you go ahead and go. She knew she knew her son had a gift. And so I'm how you were then and how you are now, that's how I am now. I, I want to watch every game. I try to pay attention to the little fine details. Uh, it's just something about the game of football that once you un you just gravitate toward, it's hard to, quote unquote, divorce the game of football, however bad it's been to you, if, if you see it, see it that way. But yeah, for me, my love of football started at that age. Um, and I didn't have 
my mom, hey, you got to go to church on Sunday. And so for me, like I said, it was playing on Saturdays in college and then getting to play on Sundays. I, I've been a fan of football ever since, and I'll probably be one to the day I die. When you think about your career, what what's the highlight? What what just the was there one moment when you were like, because it could have been your first game that you made it to the NFL. Everybody doesn't make it, or it could have been at some other point. What, what what was your crowning moment? I I wouldn't say I had a crowning moment. It was for me the first day. I'll never forget it. My first day of practice with the Bengals, I got in a fight because I felt like I had to prove myself. And after the first day of practice, whether I was right or wrong, I walked into the locker room and I said to my, I was like, I'm the best dude on the team. I probably wasn't, but I felt in my heart that I was the best receiver. And, and you got to remember the year before me, Peter Warwick was a fourth pick. And at that time, Peter Warwick was the best college football player I had ever seen. And so I was eager to get on that team and see if I could learn from him. And so they drafted him, Ron Dugans, Danny Farmer was on that team. And after the first practice, I told myself, oh, I'm the best receiver on this team. And the coaches probably didn't think I was, but that for me was my crowning moment because I felt like, oh, I'm going to make this team, even though I was a long shot to make it. All right, TJ, you know what? Speaking of the Bengals, let's get started with the AFC North and the division odds. And your Bengals, your former team, plus 2,600, which team do you think has the best value uh, from that division? You know, you got the Ravens, you got Steelers, Browns, but the Bengals are plus 2,600. For me, when, when I look at this, and l let me preface this by saying, I do believe the Ravens are going to win the division. But we're talking best odds. I got to go with the Cleveland Browns. They're plus 480. The team that I believe is going to win the division in the Ravens, the Browns split with them last year with a lesser team, in essence, a quarterback and a head coach that weren't on the same page, a lot of dysfunction. The Cleveland Browns have a ton of talent. They should be a lot better. It is a, a rookie head coach, but the amount of talent they have and at plus 480, oh, by far and away, I, I would say the Cleveland Browns have the best odds. You know what? That's a good pick because – Last year, I picked against the Browns. I, you know, everybody thought they were going to the Super Bowl. If you remember, they went from 14 to 1, I mean, from a million to 1 to 14 to 1 to make it to the Super Bowl because they made the trade for OBJ. Everybody was all in on the Browns. Uh, plus 480 is not bad. Uh, I, I, I'm with you. The Ravens are the obvious at minus 200 because the Ravens have everything. Right? What don't they have? They would they won 12 games, won 12 games in a row at one point last year. They have a juggernaut and they will make noise as far as having a chance to get to the Super Bowl. Uh Bengals at plus 2600 is sounds nice. Rookie quarterback, rebuilding, right? We can't buy into yes. that. And the Steelers, I'm sorry, Big Ben, more like Uncle Ben. I mean, I think Big Ben. And that's at plus 340. You know, you always want to buy into the Steelers because of their tradition. They've won a lot, right, over the years. But I don't think it's the same team. I think when you keep taking big pieces away from that team, it's hard. And I just think Big Ben has aged poorly. And I don't expect big things from him. It, I, you know what? And it may be because I pretty much played my entire career outside of two years in a uh, – 
AFC North, man, you can never underestimate the Steelers, man. Two things are for certain. They're always, always, always going to play great defense. And, and so that's going to put that that's going to be a problem for the other teams, the, the Bengals offense, the Ravens offense, the Cleveland Browns offense. If Ben comes back, Ben does he he's criminally underrated because of getting in trouble when he did. He doesn't seem to keep himself in shape. He gives his receivers opportunities to make plays with the ball. Now, with that being said, I still believe the Browns are the best odds, but I'm not going to doubt the Steelers with Mike Tomlin as their head coach. Big Ben coming back with something to prove. They're talking about they want to – they're open to extending him, so they've seen enough in training camp to where they, they like what uh, Ben is doing. But if you look at what the Browns have offensively, Rookie head coach is the only thing that concerns me with no offseason. Do they really understand the system? They got a running game. They have tight ends. They have receivers. Offensive line should be pretty solid. You go to the defensive side of the ball, it's just as impressive. Now, it hurts that they've had the injuries that they've had on the defensive side of the ball, but the odds that they have, I have to roll with it in the Bengals. You go to the Bengals, no offseason. Ricky quarterback, A.J. Green has been nicked up already in training camp. Those odds, they look good, but it's not worth it. I, I, I know you I know you, you are having an affinity for the Steelers, and I get it and the respect for them, but I still think you're, you're living in the past. If you really look at Big Ben, the idea that they would extend him, I, I just don't see that. I, I see him on the downside big time. It can be ugly. Um, I, I'm just – I think they're passe. Last year – even when the season started, I did not pick them to make the playoffs, and people thought I was crazy. And I know injuries played into it, and, and guys got hurt. But I think that they're on their way sliding down the other way, and I think this will be that first real big, you know, not, not major injuries being the reason why they slide down. So I'm not going to buy into your love for the Steelers. I'm done with the Steelers for now. They'll have a down period. It happens, you know, and you got to build yourself back up. And I think this is the beginning of the end of your vaunted Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I wouldn't call it love. I would call it more of a respect, like big respect. Be, defensively, okay. with Mike Tomlin, I, I just go back to last year. Which coach and which team and organization could do what they did with the situation they had at quarterback? I don't know that many, there's not many teams in the entire NFL that would have had a chance at the playoffs in that situation. And so you bring Big Ben back. If he's Big Ben, like I trained Chase Claypool for the draft. He's going, I told everybody and they didn't want to listen to me. I'm like, this dude is going to be a problem. This dude is going to be a heat. Nobody can cover him. And now you see the reports coming out of training camp. Oh, Chase Claypool is a problem. I told you guys this in March. I told you guys this in March. And so, if Ben and him can form a relationship, he's going to make a ton of plays because he he's big, he's fast, he's quick. And that's just one guy. And then you got Juju. And, and so just the system that they run defensively, they don't. it's not complex. They're going to do what they're going to do, but everybody's going to understand what to do. They're going to play hard. And so I like them. I don't love them. And when I say I like them, I still put them below the Ravens and the Browns. And, and so I like them, but I don't love them. All right, let's switch to the NFC North. That's a division that uh, one team has dominated often, the Green Bay Packers. I want to find out which team do you think has the best value. Packers are plus 190, Vikings plus 165, 
the Bears plus 390 and the Lions, the Leos plus 500. Who you got? Oh, man, this one here is pretty tough because if you look at it, they're all somewhat similar, especially the Vikings and the Packers. But if I'm going to go and say who has the best odds, I got to go with the Chicago Bears. Don't kill me. I know people are. I can't believe you would pick the Chicago Bears. You know what they tell you? When they have, when you have two girlfriends, TJ, you have, you, that means that neither one of them is any good. That's why you got two quarterbacks. Now, now, defensively, if you look at them, and yards allowed, if I'm not mistaken, they were number two last year. If they can just be competent at quarterback, comp, the over and under for the Bears is eight, and they're plus 390. The over and under for the Packers is nine, and they're plus 190. I mean, I don't understand why they're not closer with the odds. But if they can, if whether it's Foles or Trubisky, one of those guys can just play solid football. The Bears are going to play defense. That division can be won. You look at the Vikings, they're going to be tough on defense. But how are they going to fare offensively? Dalvin Cook, he gets nicked up at all. Is he going to fight through that knowing this is a contract year. He might shut it down, and you know Zimmer wants to run the ball. And you look at Green Bay. What's going to happen is Aaron Rodgers going to be content knowing they drafted Jordan Love. Is he going to bring his A game? Teams can take away Devontae Adams. What else do they have? Are they going to go back to running the ball like they did? I mean, there's just so many things. But I look at the odds. Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles, if you guys are just competent, I like the Bears. Problem with Nick Foles is whenever you give him the keys to the car, he always crashes. Whenever he comes in and 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 needs to save the day, he seems to to operate better. We saw so maybe gave, we everybody go with Mitchell it, and bring in Nick Foles, huh? So let's start. Right? Let's start everybody Mitchell thought Trubisky when he went to Jacksonville. Oh, go to Jacksonville. <laughs> He'll be the guy there. Oh my God, he won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. You put him on with that defense, and he was awful in Jacksonville. But I'm going to say. The best value to me is the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has something to prove. Yes, he does. And that team last year uh, won, what, 12, 13 games? They 13 and three. Went 13 and three. 13 and three. And I mean, and and when they were, you were talking about about, uh, the Bears, I think they went to Chicago on the opening night and won 10 to seven, right? Against the Bears. Yeah, the Bears and, that, even muster. and that's my point. That's my point with the quarterback play they had 10 to 7. Like, come on, Mitchell, Nick. Y'all, if y'all can just get us 14 points with that deep, Khalil Mack didn't even have a great year. He's going to come back angry with something to prove. Mitchell's not going to play that bad because if you recall in the 2018 season, Trubisky, he was pretty good. And so he doesn't have to get back to that, just get somewhere in the middle. And the Bears really have a chance. I, I just, I just think Aaron, after them not drafting, this guy still has the best quarterback uh, rating of any quarterback who ever played in the NFL. He has the best touchdown to interception ratio of any quarterback who's ever played. You, we saw glimpses. There were, there were glimpses, TJ, in the playoffs when they were third and long and needed a, a conversion, and Aaron Rodgers delivered the football pinpoint I'm going to say that he has a bounce back year and they're even more dangerous with Aaron Rodgers where are you uh, the Lions are plus 500 people have always keep saying the odds are going to fall in their favor one day and the Lions are going to win the division it's unbelievable that they've never won the NFC North ever 
since it was created. Wow. The, wow. Just think about that. They've never won it. Wow. And Matthew Stafford has all these numbers that'll get you into the Hall of Fame, but he has zero playoff wins. What about the Lions finally putting it all together and sneaking up? And instead of me calling Matt Stafford, Pat Staff, uh, Pat Stafford, maybe he actually wins and beats oh, some good man. teams. You know what? I, I like Matthew Stafford. Talent-wise, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. I think that's well-documented. I was able to meet um, Stafford when he was a high school quarterback, and then he went to Georgia, and he was throwing the ball better than some NFL quarterbacks. And I was like, wow. Now, with the Lions, they're talented, but I need to see how, number one, they're going to play defensively. Offensively, they they should be more than capable with, with what they have. The problem is, is you get guys that have left the Detroit Lions, Darius Slay, and Snacks Harrison, and they, it's just something that Matt Patricia's doing that they're not buying into. And, and, and so they're going to, for me, they got to prove it first. Be, def, Matt Patricia comes in, he's this defensive guru, and they couldn't stop a nosebleed last year. And, and, and so if they don't improve upon that, they're going to have, how are they going to stop the Vikings who should be pretty potent on offense? How are they going to stop Aaron Rodgers, who's going to have a chip on his shoulder, like you said, on offense? And so, yeah, Matthew Stafford's going to put up stats, but he's putting up stats because they're coming from behind playing catch-up. If that defense can keep them in the game, I like it, but I'm not sold on that right now. That, that That's why the stat Patrick comes in, because they always seem to be down. If you're down 21 points, you know a defense is going to back off and let you throw in front of them all day, that, but all right? Not his fault. Yeah, it's not no, his I know, fault. But I'm just saying yeah. that's where you pile up these numbers. The bottom line is he has no playoff wins in more than a decade. He was the first overall pick. That's unbelievable yes. when you think about it. And the Lions have won one playoff game since 1957 and no division titles uh, since the formation of the uh, that NFC probably will North. continue so this, another year. That probably will add on for one I more think there, year. I think there's a good chance of that. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Football is finally here, and this season you can bet all the action at FanDuel Sportsbook. Man, this is a great partnership. I can't wait to be able to bet FanDuel all season. And if you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, then here's something you won't want to miss. Right now, new users can get the exclusive plus 2,500 odds boost on Kansas City. You heard that right. You can bet $5 to win $125 on the defending champs in their first game. The standard money line for the Chiefs is minus 470. This is much better. It's obvious. The Chiefs are the favorite. How great of an offer is this? Come on, man. You cannot miss this. And with the FanDuel Sportsbook, incredible odds are just the beginning. They've got a simple app, live betting on every game, and once you win, they get you your winnings in as little as 24 hours. So if you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, it's time to get off the sideline. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and use the promo code LP3 so they know that we sent you. Make your first deposit to claim your exclusive plus 2,500 odds boost on the Chiefs to beat the Texans. That's promo code LP3.
All right, TJ, I got something else for you. Let's do the over and under totals, and we're going to go back to mm. the AFC North, to your division that you love so much. And uh, we want to find out uh, the best values. Just your, just your idea on uh, the over and under totals. How about the Ravens, 11 and a half, Steelers, 9, uh, Browns, 8 and a half, and the Bengals, 5 and a half. Tell me about the Ravens. You like that number, 11 and a half? I'm going to say the Ravens are probably going to win 12 or 13 games for sure. And so if the odds with that one, I'm going to go over on that. Now, the only tricky part can be if they have the division locked up, have the number one seed locked up, and they're, they're at 11, 12 games, whatever it may be, do they sit, guys, because the rest of the AFC is kind of beating up on each other? But if they, if they play their guys a good 15 games, I'm going over with that. I see them winning 12 to 13 games easy. I'm with you. I think that's an easy bet. I actually should load up on that because I I, I think they could win. Colin Cowherd, I was on his show, and he said he had them. Man, at, undefeated. Like, he has them undefeated. I'm like, Colin, just take your foot off the brake a little, off the gas. He he loves that team, and I, and I understand why. Because I, I don't think that, you know, People have an answer for Lamar. Not yet. Colin just put a bullseye on the Ravens so big, and he doesn't realize it now. Every man, these coaches watch these shows. First game of the season. Oh, Colin Coward saying the Ravens is going undefeated. What y'all going to do? Every team is going to get that every uh, Wednesday meeting. Every Wednesday meeting, the head coach is going to bring that up. Colin Coward said the Ravens are going to go undefeated. And, and so they're going to have a bullseye every week they play but that's fine if they can avoid injury at the prime positions Lamar Jackson and certain other guys the Ravens are going to be fine I, I I think for real if you wanted to load up and you had some extra money Ravens over 11 and a half I think that's an excellent bet and you're right that at the end they might pull back you know what I mean if the division is wrapped up and they might not get the yes. 14 or 15 wins but if they don't have 13 wins and go 13-3, and three, I'll be surprised. Look at all the playoff teams they beat last year. They were rolling on the road. It didn't matter who they played, where they played. I, I, I'm with you. I think that – I think uh, over, and that's a great bet. Uh, Steelers, over and under is nine wins. Where are you on the uh, Steelers? I mean, as much as I said what I said earlier about the Steelers, I'm going to go under on that. I see the Steelers. See, that's what I was trying to tell you about I, them. I see the Steelers maxing out at nine wins max. But I, I just look at this division with the Ravens. I'm good. That's going to be two losses. It quite possibly can be two more losses with the Browns. I mean, the out-of-conference games, I see the Steelers going eight and eight, seven and nine. Now, would they surprise? Would it surprise me if they went nine and seven? It would not surprise me if they went nine and seven. Now, if they start getting a 10 and 11, I'm thoroughly surprised. It's what you said. Big Ben hasn't played football in a year. It's no offseason. Juju missed a good portion of last year. It looks like Chase Claypool might be a starter. He's a rookie. And if he doesn't start, James Washington, Steelers will be good on defense. But winning more than nine games, I would bet under that. Yeah, I'm with you. This is definitely an under all the way. I'm just, I told you, I don't buy into... Big Ben, you just said it. Didn't play for a year. 
you know, no real training, no preseason games. I'm, I'm just not there yet. Uh, the other problem is Juju uh, last year was different when Antonio Brown wasn't around. You know, I mean, all of a sudden, all those catches and all those balls he was getting, it all of a sudden changed. It's different when you notice, TJ, when you're the main guy compared to a complimentary guy and they got to get all the attention on, a, on the star. And then, you know, with the Le'Veon Bell's been gone now two years, Antonio did. When you start, Antonio, when you start losing like pieces like that, this, that's a huge piece of an offense and what the Steelers were. I'm not saying these other guys can't play, but I think for Big Ben, it's still going to be tough to win more than eight games. I, I'm going to say they're going to be seven and nine, not make the playoffs. I would not bet an over on that number nine. I'm with you on that. We, we pretty much see the same thing. Uh, just be, uh, different ways. I'm looking at it from the Ravens and Browns are going to be strong. Not so much negative about the Steelers. It's just that division is tough. All right. When you talk about the Browns, and I, I, was, the, I was the big dissenter last year about the Browns. And, and, and my issue was, you know, Baker Mayfield. I thought his numbers were fraudulent. So they're uh, eight and a half over and under. I'm going under here, TJ, and then I'll get your take. I'm going to go under. And when Baker Mayfield had that strong finish two years ago, everybody was so excited. But if you really looked at who he beat and the numbers he put up, they were all fraudulent. I think they only beat one team over 500, and that was Baltimore 12 to 9. And that, that was the only game that they won. And if you go look, they put up 500 yards um, against the Bengals. The Bengals were giving up 500 yards a week. The defensive coordinator got fired during the season. The so, Bengals so, were the worst-ranked defense in the league that year, by the way. Right. And, and so when I looked at his numbers, I was like, yeah, I know he piled up some numbers, and they, they won seven games. And everybody thought, oh, when we add these other players – they're going to be un unstoppable. And, of course, they got off to a bad start and never recovered. I think they'll be better than last year, but I, I think they'll win eight games. So I'm going to go under. I don't think they'll win nine games. And if you want to win, it's eight and a half. You'd have to win nine games. You got them for nine wins, TJ? Oh, yeah. Personally, I'm, I'm going over on this one. And I, I, I look at their schedule, and, and it's not they, – they open up with Baltimore. And, and so – that sucks for them. Yeah, they're going to be on one. But then you get to after that, they they play the Bengals. It's be Joe Burrow's second game starting. It's going to take a rookie a handful of games to get in the flow. They should win that. Then you play the Washington Redskins. They should win that as well. And so now you feel good about yourself. You didn't, you're not getting off to a bad start like you did last year. You should be 2-1 after three. And then you play the Cowboys, Colts, Steelers. And so those three games, for me – will determine how good and how well of a season the Cleveland Browns will have because you could easily lose to the Cowboys, the Colts, and the Steelers, and now that 2-1 starts or 2-4, and four, or could you be 4-2, 5-1, whatever it may be. And so those, that will, for me, the first month and week, six weeks of the season will determine. But I'm going over. I like what Baker Mayfield is admittedly come out and said it himself. I kind of got distracted going back and forth. And he's really just talking about going back and forth with Colin. <laughs> and so he's hopefully learned from that. And 
Keep your head down and just play. Get the ball to your playmakers. You got two starting caliber running backs. You loaded at tight end. You loaded at receiver. And you're good on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, it's a rookie head coach, but it's a rookie head coach that was an offensive coordinator. Unlike Freddie Kitchens, just kind of get thrown into the fire. And so if they can get off to a good start in the first five weeks of the season, which I believe they will, I like the Browns on the over. Here's my problem, TJ. You talk about Baker Mayfield. He had all those toys last year. And he played poorly. Would you admit that he took a step back? Oh, so I don't know what the real I don't know what the real Baker Mayfield is. This is one hundred percent. He played poorly, and he'd be the first one to admit it. But when you, in essence, you have a rookie head coach that he really thought he knew what he was doing, and him getting fired and really having to figure out what he was going to do after that kind of was a shock to him. But I think Baker, more than anybody, felt like what you said. I did very well down the stretch my rookie year. I'm coming into my second year, and I'm going to kill it. He got humbled. The NFL football and the players showed him, like, this is the league, bro. Like, you're not just going to run wild like you did at Oklahoma. And so I believe he went back to the drawing board this offseason. And this offseason was bad from a team perspective. No OTAs. Guys couldn't get together and form that cohesiveness. But it was great for an individual perspective that you can really hone in on your deficiencies and get better as an individual. If he's any type of competitor that I think he is, he did that. And so I foresee him having a pretty good year because he should have had all this extra time to get better as a player. All right. And your beloved Bengals, five and a half over (laughs) under. I'll let you go first. I think we both are on the same page on this one. I I believe the Bengals are going to have a better year than some think. I, I really believe Joe is he's gonna surprise some people. No, I like Joe. Five, I like Joe Burrow. I'm with you um, on that. I, like I believe him. the Bengals will win, and I've said this forever, between five and seven games. Homer. Win You're with, a homer because they no, drafted no. you. No, 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 no. I try to be impartial at all times. They had a terrible team last year. They won two games. They if you go back to the first game of the season. If their field goal kicker can make just one of two field goals, they beat Seattle at Seattle. And and so the tide of certain games can change. Offensively, if Jonah Williams can be the left tackle that they think he is and where they drafted him, they have weapons all across the board. Offensively at every position, the skill players. Defensively is where they're going to have to improve. Trey Wayans, they giving him that deal. Messes Peck up, that hurts him. Can DJ Reader come in and stuff the middle? Because if he can stuff the middle and you got Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap, you have a pretty good defensive line right there. That secondary, again, should be better not having trained Wayne's there, but you got Jesse Bates. You bring Von Bell over from the Saints. You have Williams. The Bengals should win between five and seven games. Now, they're going to need some breaks here and there because you are starting a rookie quarterback, and you also got to play the – uh. Baltimore Ravens twice, the Pittsburgh Steelers twice, the Cleveland Browns twice. Oh, and you also have to play the NFC East, which is three pretty good teams in that division, or two and a half. Sorry, Giants. No, I I get it, but I'm going to go under on this. I think, because if you think about it, if they won two games and they get to five, they've doubled their win total with a rookie quarterback, right? And and the issues that they have. The defense, I agree with you, 
can't be any worse than it was a year ago. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous at, at how bad it was. People were racking up 500 yards a week with ease. So I, I'll give you that. But even if you go from two to five, you've more than doubled your win total. But I don't think they're going to go from two to six, especially when you talk about the division that they're in and the chances you're going to lose. I can give you, you know, a few losses already, especially when you talk about Baltimore. And then you said they got to play the, the NFC East, which has some tougher teams. So so I, I just think it will be hard and Joe will have to learn and it'll be a learning experience. And But I don't think they're going to go. Uh, two and fourteen again, or anything like that. I do believe that they'll win five games. I just don't yeah, believe I can see they'll that. win that sixth game. You know what I mean? That's the now, game I'm that between you need five. to win. They're going to need some breaks. They're going to need Joe Burrow to play lights out football in in certain games. Can he do that? It's going to be it's going to be interesting. AJ Green needs to stay healthy. He's pretty much missed the better part of the last two years. Missed quite a bit of this training camp. And so he's going to have to stay healthy. They're going to have to get some breaks. If they don't get a lucky bounce here and there, so to speak, it's going to be tough for him. But if Joe is the type of player that I foresee him being, he'll get the Bengals the five wins. All right, TJ, let's go to the NFC North. Let's do some over and under. We got the Vikings. Start with the Vikings, eight and a half. Where you got them over or under eight and a half wins? I got them over. This division is going to be – a, a, a nip and tuck division. I can see three teams battling for the top spot. Um, nine and seven, 10 and six, maybe an 11 and five type of season. The Vikings with them just uh, trading for Yannick and Gokwe, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Last name from Jacksonville. That's going <laughs> to make that defensive line potent with him and uh, Danielle. Dang, what's his last name? Danielle Hunter, LSU. I, I just know he went to LSU. Danielle Hunter. With those two guys, that, that defensive line is going to be stout. You got two great safeties in, in, in the back end. And so corners, that, that's where – and that's what Mike Zimmer's expertise is, is the cornerback position. Now, they lose Stephon Diggs to the Buffalo Bills. Justin that's a, Jefferson that's a big loss. You don't think that's a big it's loss? A, it's a huge loss. And, and, and so that's why they were committed to the run game last year. They're going to overcommit. The only concern that I have is, is, is Dalvin Cook gets nicked up. He's not playing through that. He's not going to play through that. He's already had one major injury in the NFL. He wants to get paid. And so as I'm talking, and I said I believe they will go over, I'm having second thoughts because See, so uh, because you marks. talk yourself out of it because you know that I'm going to tell you once you take away a receiver <laughs> like that, and it's now tough. you're gonna let de- you're gonna let defenses say, right? They're gonna run the ball. You're right, TJ. They're gonna run the ball more. We're going to defense them to ru- to stop the run, right? And now you become one dimensional because you don't have that big time receiver like they like they had. I'm not saying they don't have any receivers, but but you, you don't lose a digs without it. You don't think uh, they'll win nine you. games? Nine games? I'm 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 gonna say no, no. I'm gonna say nine. Yeah, right at nine. Yeah. Right at nine. I think that's what they'll win. So that's one of those. That'll be a push, right? A, a nine it's eight games. And a half. It's eight, oh, and, eight and, half. and a half. Right. So yeah, nine, nine games, they'll be yeah. over. So I, I would take that. I would definitely take that. I think that they're good enough to win nine games. All right. Packers over and under nine games. I think this is a layup for me. 
Yeah, I, I believe the Packers. Uh, the Packers coming off a thirteen and three season, they're they're not going to falter. Aaron Rodgers is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league, with a lot to prove. He's going to prove that this year, and they're going to say, "Oh man, what are we going to do with Jordan Love, who I love, by the way, no pun intended." But yeah, I, the the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has way too much talent, a chip on his shoulder bigger than he's ever had, and I see the Packers winning 11, 12 games fairly easy. I'm with you. I, I think this is like an easy bet. Anybody who I, I would be stunned if they go backwards. I don't expect them to go backwards. I think there was room for improvement on a couple things. I think if they loosen up and let Aaron, you know, he handed the ball off a lot last year and he tried to play right within what they wanted to do. And after I think they let him play a little bit. And I think uh, Aaron, because they didn't draft a the player they wanted, I think he has something to prove and show people. So I, I'm with you. I, I got them for 11 or 12 wins. I would say they win 12. Uh, and and they are once again winning the division and in the playoffs and have a shot at it if they run the ball as effectively as they did a year ago, which there's no reason to, for me to believe that they're not. They should right. be much improved, right? I do. I, I believe that. And they got a and the second year coach. He won a lot of games for his first year, but there just was just from that perspective. You, I say much improved. They went 13 and three, but I, I believe they should improve just as a team from that perspective. Coach and, in his second year. And if you think about the three games they lost, think about this. One was a desperate Eagles team that had to win. Mm -hmm. And Aaron Rodgers, remember, had a tip pick at the goal line, right? Yeah. And would have tied yes, the game. Yes, that was the one yes. game they lost. And then the other two, they came to California for the 49ers and the Chargers and never got off the plane. If you remember, both of those games were just <laughs> horrible games. They couldn't move the ball. They couldn't they protect flew Aaron in too, They flew in too late. They right. should have come in a little earlier. Yeah. yeah. Those, were th those were the three losses. Like, they didn't play, like, a regular game and get beat. Like, like yes. where somebody just totally beat them and they were in the game. It was, it was really weird. So, I'm with yeah. you. I think the Packers win 11, 12 games easily. And uh, you should take the over there. I would. Bears over and under is eight. I believe that. They have the best odds if if we're betting. But if we're talking over under, it's you got who's going to be the quarterback? What What's going to happen there? You just don't know if they get off to a bad what's, start. What's your gut? Who's going to be the quarterback? Just I, I believe it's going to be Trubisky. I, I believe they're going to start Trubisky because if they go with Foles and it doesn't work, it's going to be hard to go to Trubisky because he's going to have his confidence shaken because of what happened. But I believe if you go with Trubisky, you can always go to Foles because he's been in that position. He's used to it. And Trubisky, he's been a starter his whole career. And you know so, what? You're, you're spot on. It only makes sense because it, it, it seems like Nick Foles is better coming out of the bullpen. Do you know what I mean? When, they, when, they, when things go bad and you put him in there and he just plays, yeah. he seems to excel. So I, I'm with you. And when they have given him the job from the start, he's faltered. You're right. So, so I agree with you. You, but how many wins do you think they'll get? It, it's with the Bears. For me, I'm stuck on this one because I, I like what they do defensively. Offensively, if if Trubisky can play, this division can be really competitive. They they can easily get to nine and seven, ten and six. But because of the unknown, that I'm not certain what he's going to give me, I have to go under. 
but I want to go over, but Trubisky, he scares me because I just don't, am I going to get the Mitchell Trubisky of 2019 or am I going to get the Mitchell Trubisky of 2018? I don't know which one I'm going to get. And so I got to go under on that because it's my money. I, I, I'm going to agree with you. I think it's under, and I think the quarterback uh, quarterback position is an unknown. I don't think anybody knows uh, what you're going to get. It's murky. It's up in the air. If they were so confident, they could have picked the guy and decided, okay, he's the guy clearly, and, and it's still in flux. Even though I think I'm with you, I think Trubisky will be the starter. Easy. Yeah, Easy. I really do. But, I, but I, I'm just not feeling good about it. And here's the other part. Do you want your quarterback to be scared looking over his shoulder knowing that a guy who came off the bench and won a Super Bowl is waiting to come in the first time I throw a pick, right? Or the first time I throw <laughs> right. the ball. So so that's not the guy. Or he's like, I got to make already this know, play. You already know what Matt Nagy's going to tell the star. He's going to sit Nick Foles, Trubisky down in office together. Both of them together. He's going to tell them who the starter is. And then he's going to say it in front of both of them. I don't want you looking over your shoulder. This is your job and this is your job all year. That's not true at all. Nah. But he's going to say that. So that hopefully the starter will have peace of mind and he will play like he's not looking over his shoulder, but that's going to be almost impossible. Definitely. And then last but not least, the Detroit Lions, seven over under seven. Where are you on the Lions? I, I got to go under until Patricia shows me that uh, the players are willing to go out there and fight and play for him. It was just too much coming out of Detroit, like he, I don't know Darius Slay very well, but I know if a coach had told me when I was a player, what was reported that he told Darius Slay when he put a post up on Instagram, stop sucking, the team would have held me back. Right. Like you not, like you You're not going to disrespect that. me like that. Right. That was bad. You, you can't even disrespect me if it's just me and you, let alone in front of the entire team. And so he's going to have to prove to me that this team is willing to go out there and fight for him. Because in essence, his and the GM job, their their jobs are on the line. They know this. And so they're, they're going to be trying to pull out all the stops. But I, I just don't see them competing with the Vikings, competing with the Packers. And then with this Detroit, I mean, with the Chicago Bears defense, I, I just, I'm not sure. And then again, the Detroit Lions defense, Matt, Patricia, you are a defensive guy. You're not in New England. Let's see what you can do. Here's now, I, I covered the Lions for, I told you, over 20 years. And I just, they don't beat quality teams, right? I think Matt Stafford in his career, you're talking about over a decade, has won like five or six games against teams that finished 500. Not that are 500 at the time. You know what I mean? That yes, finished the yes. year 500. Yes. Here's the other thing. This team was so bad when Matt Millen was the general manager. TJ, they won, they lost 24 straight road games twice. Tw 24. Did you hear me? 24. Are they, get, are, they, are, are they getting close to that again? No, but I, but <laughs> but they don't play well on the road. God. They don't be good. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, like these are the problems that you have when you talk about them trying to win 10 games or 11 games or the division. It's like... Where's Jim Caldwell when you need him, huh? And Jim Caldwell <laughs> was winning those games and they ran yeah, him out of was. town. 
He made yeah. the playoffs two out of three years, and they fired him. And they said nine, nine wins seven wasn't wasn't so bad. good enough, right? And, yeah. and and then Matt Patricia won nine games in two years or whatever it was. So it's it's a mess. I, I think I, I think it's under. I, I'm not buying into the Lions. Uh, and no matter what number Stafford puts up, I'm just not going to buy into him. I think they'll be under. I'm with you on that one. All right, that'll wrap up the Lemon Pepper Parlay Club. For this episode, our debut episode, TJ, man, it was awesome. And for people out there, make sure you uh, rate us, you tell your friends, you share us, you subscribe. If you want to get some real football knowledge, I got the partner right there, TJ Hushmanzada, who knows the game, who was out there, who played the game. And uh, TJ, uh, if they listen to you, they might win some loot. There you go. We'll take it.